The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic partner and founding partner of the Olympic Channel, inspiring you to chase your dream. Olympic Channel podcast. My name is Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. Coming up, we have an amazing interview with skateboarder Lizzie Armanto, who represents Finland. But before that, Happy Olympic Day! We celebrated by working out live on Instagram with a load of athletes. Here are a few of the best bits, starting with shirtless Tongan, Peter Taufatafoa. I'm going to get to a place where you guys can see me. <laughs> Welcome to Olympic Day workout with Aysam Ulhaq Qureshi from uh, Pakistan. Looking sharp in the headband. There you go. We're going to be joined by Melissa Wu. Oh, Marcelo, come on. Hello, everyone. Happy Olympic Day. Fala, galera. Bem-vindos à nossa live. Mais aí para vocês, Hugo Calderano. Nico Thomas uh, is a free-time Olympian. He's a hurdler. Present Prince of Tobago. Yeah, born and raised. We're going to be joined by Anthony Ginting and Jonathan Christie, badminton players from Indonesia, who can do the most push-ups. Push-ups. No hands. Now it's 11 a.m. in Moscow and we are about to start. She's called Margarita Mamoun. Hi, Hi Margarita. To the right. To the right. To the left. To the right. To the left. And go back. <laughs> yes. We are doing it with a very special guest, Desire Opera Nosy. Please feel free to join us. Hashtag stay active. I've never really had to do skating before. Whoa! With the rest, need some water. Cameron Vandiver is going to be joining us. This is the longest I've ever been out of the pool in my life before. Now going on four months. Ten seconds to go. Let's go. That was a good challenge. If you missed it, not to worry, we have put a few of the workouts over at olympicchannel.com and they are all over our Instagram. If you can't find them, give us a DM at Olympic Channel and we will point you in the right direction. It could have all been very different for Lizzie Armanto. After she was picked up by legendary skater Tony Hawk to join his skate crew at Birdhouse, she got injured really badly. She tore her posterior cruciate ligament. Even her mum thought that was the end of a promising skating career. Instead, she rehabbed the knee and came back even stronger. I caught up with Lizzie to talk about that life-changing moment. Olympic Channel Podcast. Hi Lizzie, it's cool to see you. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Doing skating, part of it is um, taking a few slams, but you had like a big knee injury, which was a bit of a turning point, I think, for you. What happened with the knee injury and why was that kind of an important kind of life moment? So in 2014, I was actually the end of 2013, it was in December, I was trying to film for like a video part and it was like the first time I ever was like like I had met up with the filmer for the first time and we're at my home park and then I'm like warming up and then I'm I'm literally just carving around like the most basic thing and 
I just ended up getting wheel bite in this bowl that I always skate and I ended up falling and like slamming on my knee and I ended up tearing my PCL and I didn't know it at the time like I just knew it was like it didn't feel like something was wrong and I ended up getting an MRI and like even with that stuff you just have to wait until like it comes back and then they look at it and so you're like waiting for like two weeks and you just like you know something's wrong but you're not sure what and I was going to college at the time just like community college trying to kind of do what you're supposed to I guess like I didn't really have a trajectory with school I was just going because I wasn't sure what I was going to do and like I love skating it was my hobby but I didn't I don't know I guess I wasn't really trying to pursue it like I just skate contests for fun and I think once I had that injury and I realized how serious it was I I pretty much decided from that point on like if I ever had a shot at like skating for a career I was like I have to like go for it right now like it's not gonna work in a, like a few years and so I pretty much told my mom I was like yeah so I think I'm just gonna quit school and she was like thinking the opposite she was thinking like oh you're hurt you can't skate like you need to take more classes and I was just like went the opposite and I was like no I'm gonna stop I'm gonna go like rehab my knee and then just like focus on skating and like really go for it and it was it was definitely a tough decision like it wasn't easy like going out and just like saying I'm gonna do this thing that like I'm gonna go for this job that doesn't exist I don't know, obviously, like, when that happens, like, when something terrible happens, like, it sucks, and it, like, at the time, it's, like, the worst thing ever, but then, in retrospect, like, it's just a learning experience, and, like, you come out, like, stronger. Lizzie Almanto became the first woman to complete Tony Hawk's infamous 360 loop. You skate it by going down a ramp, and then there's this huge loop, meaning you flip upside down like a roller coaster. Lots of very talented skaters haven't managed to do it, but Lizzie did. Yeah, so the loop, like for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically like, you know, like the toy car tracks that you like shoot the car through the loop. Like it's it's literally that and it's life size. It's huge. It's for, it's 14 feet tall and then the roll-in's like probably like 16 feet tall. So when you are going to do it, you're like standing over it and like, I don't know, you're above ground, so everything just, like, puts it into perspective that it's big, and it's it's nothing like anything else in skateboarding. Like, usually you go up a wall and you come back down. Like, you don't just, like, I don't know, when you look at it and when you watch people do it, it's like, oh, it's that easy. Like, you just, so simple, you just go. If you don't have that outcome where you just, like, make it out perfect, like, it's just, like, a catastrophe. Like, you literally can go any way like upside down flying in the air like there's been numerous amounts of people that have just like that are really talented that have just gotten like obliterated on it it's terrifying like when you see the slams like you think you're watching people die and they like have all the pads set up and you just like i don't know like even that's scary because you like just do it like there's no like half doing it you just have to go for it tried it once and i was like okay that's not that bad and I was just trying and trying to figure out how do I stick to the wall? Like, what's the technique? And, you know, Tony was like there helping me and like other people were there and they're like, yeah, you just do this. And there's a bunch of people trying because he ends up setting up this like live event. And so you're not by yourself, but 
I don't know, skating something like that is like, it's pretty gnarly. And like, I don't know, having a bunch of people there isn't always like the best thing. So when we were just like trying it, I, uh, I was like trying, trying, trying and like kind of to no prevails. Like, yeah, I have no idea how to do this. So I'm just going to keep kind of figuring it out until like something else like changes and a couple people that were like, okay, I think I'm ready. And, and like, there's like an announcer, there's a crowd, there's like the cameras, there's like so much going on, which is like crazy for this, like really, really scary, gnarly like thing. And there's some people there that are like, you know, like you're waiting in line and there's people like freaking out and like, they're just like shaking and like, just like seeing people like that, like, it definitely like kind of like rubs off on you. And so I'm just like trying to have like tunnel vision of like not having crazy people talk to me. Like everyone in skateboarding is pretty much crazy, but like this is not helping. A couple of the dudes go and then they like, they make the loop. There was like one person like that made it first and he, um, that day, just first that day, he, uh, almost went back at, like in the way he came, like he didn't turn enough and like he ended up like, slamming and like smacking his face and like cracked his tooth and it's bleeding and he's like goes up to me and he's like he's super nice like he's just like doing his thing and like ends up falling smacking his face and like in skateboarding you're kind of just like yeah I, I guess I'm okay like not done I'm gonna do the thing and he's just like Lizzie look look let's check this out and he's just like bleeding and I'm like oh my god like I can't look at this like I'm still trying to like re retain my like I'm okay like everything's fine and he was showing me his bloody teeth and then he like makes it next go and there's like these like firework poppy things that go off and then they're about to take the loop down and I'm like wait I'm I'm gonna skate it and so I took a couple pumps on the vert ramp inside and then went out to the parking lot and was like okay I'm ready like I'm gonna try it and so I guess like Tony had to go and like talk to the people and they're like no no, no like Lizzie wants to skate it like we're leaving it up I don't care like Slowly, everyone starts like kind of fading out. And then at some point, like I start sticking to the wall and I was like, okay, like I think I have a shot at this thing. And that was for me, it was like the scariest point. Like this is like, okay, like if I'm going to do it, I have to decide now and not when I'm like one try away, like pull out the pads, you know, at some point I was like, Hey, Tony, can you play some music? And so he like pulls up his Tesla and is like, opens the doors and just like play, like puts his like, I like his phone on we start taking the pads out and it gets to the point where it's like the last pad. And then I'm like, okay, like we're just like, keep going. And then they take the pad out. And like the first one I like, I totally like mess up and I fall before I get to the top. Like I'm like, there's like a photo of me, like upside down, like me sliding at the top of the loop, which is like, it makes no sense. Like I, sh that's where I should have died. Like I, I could have died. And then like by the fifth or sixth try, I like make it and I go across the parking lot and like, I finally get to like look back and I'm like, oh my God, like that thing's scary. <laughs> like for the first time that like in the, in the days of two days of skating, I was like, okay, like I'm going to judge this thing now that it's over. Lizzie skates what will be called park in the Olympics. The course is like a drained out smooth swimming pool, very similar to the parks that she grew up with in Los Angeles. Lizzie surprised a few people by announcing that she's aiming to represent Finland and not the USA at the Olympics. And the reason is because her dad is actually from Finland. With the Olympics and stuff, like there's 
there's quotas and like each country can only have so many people and like it's skateboarding's debut in the Olympics and you know to the world essentially like it's such a big event and I just felt like in the beginning there was like a, a quota for three people per country and like so much of you know the world's talent is in the U.S. like skateboarding kind of is like the heart of it's here and so it makes sense that most of the talent is here and there's so many deserving you know like people and I just felt like by going with Finland like I could open up one more spot and um it just felt like the right thing to do for me and like it's a very like it's a personal decision like you know you can to each their own and like when I got into skateboarding it wasn't because I wanted to be an Olympian like that kind of came up way later and I just felt like you know like I never looked at people like where they're from and I still like you know like I know that definitely like it's a part of each person's identity but as far as skateboarding like skateboarding is so cool in the sense that like you can skate with someone who's like you know just learning how to talk or you can skate with someone who's like you know like retired and and it's all just based on like you know fun and like and you know enjoying the same thing and I don't know like you can go all over the world and with whoever you don't have to speak the same language like there's this like universal connection that we all have as skateboarders and I just I don't know like in the end I just want to share that stoke with everyone and like whether I'm doing it like skating in the Olympics for the U.S. or for Finland like I'm just I just want to share kind of like my passion and like I don't know I want other people to like follow their passions like I feel like there's so many people that kind of get stuck in trying to please other people or like I think this is what I should be doing and it's like you really have to look in and find out what that is Japan Tokyo in general uh it's going to be such an amazing place to put on the Olympics what do you make of Japan and, and that kind of like amazing celebration of the Olympics so Japan is like one of my favorite places to visit and just their culture is like so different like there's nowhere else kind of like it and like even like growing up like I in school in high school my my language that I picked was Japanese and so I studied it and like when I go there I like start like refreshing all that stuff that I was learning in high school and I even took a college class of Japanese because it was just like one of those things that I was like just really enjoyed and I don't know like it's so fun like I love the food so it's just like I don't know it's like really fun and it's fun to get lost there I have fun getting lost like I don't know obviously to each their own getting lost can be scary but it'll be really cool to just you know see the Olympics in Japan because you know like the culture there is so like fanatic and it'll be amazing to see like their I don't know just how they go about the Olympics because every like every country like has their own like I don't know I guess passion and I don't know just I think it'll be really cool going there and fun. I was speaking to Sky Brown in Lausanne at the Youth Olympic Games at the Olympic Museum actually I mean how crazy is Sky Brown in particular because she is you know proven a lot of people wrong she has just come you know, everyone knew her from like Instagram or whatever, but has come to these contests in the last year and has just like torn it up, basically. 
she's um she's so talented and like i remember seeing her years ago at exposure skate and she was ripping and like she obviously she's progressed so much since then and i don't know but you can still see like the style and her trick selection like it's really like it's really good for i don't know i guess not to say someone her age but she's just she's really talented and you know like she doesn't I feel like she just like kind of like she knows what she wants and like it's crazy just because she's so young and you know she has like a lot of opportunity to like you know follow her passion and you can see where it's taking her and like it's even inspiring for me and like I don't know I just think it's so cool that like I don't know in skateboarding it's like you know like she could say like oh yeah like I look up to Lizzie but then at the same time like she's just like pushing herself and like I know it definitely like reminds me of like you know like when I first started skating like the fire and stuff and I don't know it's so sick to see and you see it you see it in skaters all over like you know when you're watching someone do something you're like they got it and I don't know it's so I feel like that's why we skate it just gave me loads of energy I just felt like you know I should have been tired after a day running around the Olympic Museum or whatever. And I just got back after the thing and I was like, that was so good, you know, like, because they were just absolutely going 100% at everything that was put in front of them. That's for, like, anything you do. Like, if you really just do it and you're, like, I don't know, not thinking about it, it just goes. Like, it's not, I don't know, I think we make things a lot harder by, like, saying, like, oh, we're going to have to do this, this, and this. And, like, I don't know, you start, like, thinking about it. But if you're just doing it, you're just, like, you're living it. I like to end on a uh, pretty random note. Challenge time. I don't know. Are you into astrology at all? Like horoscopes and stuff or like, I don't fully understand like how it all connects. But then like, I don't know, it is fun to like look at your horoscope or like, I don't know, kind of do some super superstitious stuff like read a fortune cookie and that kind of thing. There's some strengths and weaknesses and I'm going to give you some strengths first and then a couple of weaknesses and i want you to see whether you think they are they are true or false are you highly imaginative lizzie i would say true sadly not i guess it really depends what site you're looking at (laughs) are you tenacious i mean i would say i am but now you have me all confused but i'm just gonna say yeah i am (laughs) i actually think you are as well but are you progressive i feel like i would say also true because aquarius are very um i've read ones where they like say that they're very logical and scientific minded true are you independent i'm very independent humanitarian yes i'm a humanitarian and i've so like in theory like do you think humanity is like it should be good and it should be like utopian but then you know that like I don't know. Like I'm like with a one on one on one. You're like no. Uh, you are. You are. It is a strength. It is a strength. You are humanitarian. And let's do two weaknesses. Okay. Temperamental. I would say no. According to the website. <laughs> I am temperamental. Depends what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, uncompromising. Definitely uncompromising. I quite like to be called uncompromising. I think that's quite awesome. It depends on what it's about. So if it's like about, you know, like something like, oh, what do you want for dinner? Like you're going to be uncompromising, like oh, you're tough. 
But if you're like uncompromising about like, yeah, I have these goals and they're my dreams and I'm going to do them like they're crazy and I don't care. I think I'd rather be a tough person to take to the supermarket. I can live with that, right? You're like, you're like, no, I'm only getting organic. We're not going in the middle aisles. We're making everything from scratch. That literally sounds like me. <laughs> it's not. Lizzie, what a pleasure. I've had such fun. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. Olympic Channel Podcast. Big, big thanks to Lizzie. Her Instagram account is amazing. It's just Lizzie Armanto with an I and an E. I'm Eddie Knowles, also with an I and an E, across all socials. And be sure to give Olympic Channel a follow too. A few weeks ago, we had this incredible surfer and DJ, Kiala Kennelly, talk about pride. Here's a clip from that episode. Every time somebody steps forward, and doesn't hide it anymore, it, it normalizes it. I think the most important thing is to stop being ashamed about it, you know what I mean? It's like when you are ashamed of yourself, you're teaching other people uh, that you should be ashamed, you know? So I think people not hiding it, people coming out and then being proud of who they are, not feeling ashamed about it is, gonna, is what's gonna change. Head to olympicchannel.com for that episode and a whole host of others. If you enjoyed today's edition, then go over to your podcast app right now and give us a five-star review. Hit the subscribe button too. It's the easiest way of never missing an episode. Thanks to you for listening. Stay safe and see you soon. Think like an Olympian.